Unlimited Influence podcast, episode 15. You've been listening to the show, you've been inspired by our guests, and now we're ready to take this thing next level for you. Join us at Unlimited Influence Live, the event for entrepreneurs and business owners to create a personal brand that brings their legacy to life. If you're ready to dream bigger and do bigger, if you're ready to share your message and serve more people, and if you're ready to shift the money blocks that are holding you back from reaching the next level, then join us in Santa Monica on the 2nd and 3rd of November. This is your chance to take your business to a whole new level in 2017. Go to unlimitedinfluencelive.com for more information. That's unlimitedinfluencelive.com. Hey everyone, Samantha Riley here and I'm super excited to be welcoming today's featured guest, Danielle Lynn. Danielle is a spiritual teacher who specializes in helping you center and awaken yourself through radical self-love. She teaches that you are the creator of your life and by unconditionally loving yourself right now, flaws and all, you are connected to your full inner power and live truly free. Thank you for joining us today, Danielle. Well, thank you so much for having me. That was very masterfully introduced, Sam. Ah, thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to chat to you today. We uh, we connected a couple of weeks ago through a mutual friend, and we sat on the phone and talked for. It felt like it felt like it went in a blink, but we were on the phone for quite a while and had a beautiful conversation. So I'm very much looking forward to this. Oh, me too. Me too. It was. Like you said, it, it was in the blink of the eye, but it felt like it could have been stretching for hours at the same time. It Absolutely. was really something else. It was. It was great. So I cannot wait to rabbit go deep into the rabbit hole with you today. Um, so let's start off. That was a super brief intro. I know there's way more to you than that. I'd love for you to pull back the curtain a little and give us a sneak peek into who you are and what makes you tick. Oh, absolutely. That'd be fun. Well, you know, that's actually an interesting question for me because that's been a big question for myself. And I think a lot of people can relate to that on some level since so many of us are really both trying to define ourselves and yet peeling away the definitions of who we are in our day-to-day -day lives. I can see you giving yeah, like this I'm really nodding. big I'm nod. I'm just like, totally. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's the part of ourselves, you know, where I could go on, well, I'm I teach this and I like this and chocolate's great and da-da-da. But like you said, that's such a rabbit hole of a question, speaking of rabbit holes, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's what it's meant to be. So let's well let's let's give a few definitions. I, I'm I'm really enjoying this because I'll be, you know, being perfectly honest, this was a challenging thing for me to define myself, to label myself. And on some levels, I had always felt that when I did, it would really close off who I was. But ironically, in being resistant to the idea of labeling, I was kind of doing a different kind of resistance altogether. Funny, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm Danielle Lynn. And like uh, you introduced, I, I go ahead and I call myself a spiritual teacher. I love to teach simply through being. So... What I do a lot of is completely let go of definitions, beliefs, structures, ideas, thoughts, things like that. And I wake up every day with a pretty fresh and clear slate. And even beyond asking myself what I do in the morning, I just get up and jump into the adventure. I love that. <laughs> jump into the adventure every day. Could it be any more beautiful? <laughs> 
Oh, it's, well, thank you, Sam. Well, what a thing to say. I love this. It's, it's something that I have really embraced and embodied in my life to the point where some days I truly don't know what lays ahead in store for me, whether I'll, I'll go to a horse stable and start volunteering and just start taking care of horses, or I start jumping in and into an antique store where I randomly become co-owner to running around and just talking to random people on the street. We come friends, we start walking around together. It's, it's like all kinds of adventures unfold because I go out there and I start to just play with the universe. And, and this is essentially who I am. I am a playful being. I am someone who likes to go out there and make things happen literally by embracing whatever I am being in the moment. Mm. I love that. And what that's allowing is you to just be able to flow wherever you feel like that life is taking you. And that feels just so gorgeous because I feel that as business owners, a lot of times, and I'm sure we've all been there, that we, you know, we've got our head that we're doing this thing and we push and we force. And, you know, it's like we're trying to jam a square peg into a round hole instead of sometimes just actually going with that intuition and saying, actually, this isn't working. Let's just give ourselves the permission to be able to move it this way or to flow this way or to see what comes in. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's so clearly articulated, Sam. I, I can especially speak on that as a what I call a recovering marketer myself, because there was a time in my life, I joke on that. I Sorry, I just had a bit of a giggle, <laughs> recovering marketer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I did. And, and, you know, I thrived off of that entrepreneurial marketing, creating things, but there was a level of structure and there was a level of doing. And there was a part of that that would have flow that I'd be engaged in but then I got to a stage with myself where if I wasn't doing things a certain way, I didn't realize they became habits that I relied on. So rather than being in flow anymore, I was starting to do what you were describing as the forcing thing, like into pegs, like trying to force circles into squares. And while I believe there, you know, and, and for all that I may sound really flowing and open, I certainly believe there's room for structure in this world. Absolutely. I think. I, I think what many people do is they'll go to one end or the other. They'll get too rigid or they'll get too kind of wispy. But there's this beautiful middle ground where you're playing with life, where you can even be structured. You could have a complete structure and yet you're completely and utterly free and in flow within that structure. I love that you've articulated it that way because whilst I, you know, in my head I'm thinking, you know, the flow is great, the businesswoman in me is listening to that going, no, you're absolutely right. If we don't have a structure, we're never going to be able to achieve anything. You know, it might be nice to lie out on the grass and the sunflowers and stare at the sky sometimes, but if we do that all day, every day, it's going to be pretty hard to pay the rent. You know, I like that you bring that up too, because on one, and I love to talk about perspectives. This is one thing I love to use, right? Because life is, has so many facets and perspectives to it. And I would say from one perspective, 100% absolutely true especially if you, if that is your truth, because if you feel that way with every fiber of your being and you try and push against it, that's again, that's trying to fit the square into the circle, right? Yeah. But what I always like to say to people, just as a, even just as a little possibility, like a little, if we could just right now to, to you listening, just put a little thought right there that perhaps there is a way 
for you to have your structure and your flow and to lay in the sunflowers or in the grass and yet still achieve that there's a way that you can really adapt and really flow with that whole picture, with that whole picture. But a big part of it always comes. And like I say, coming back to this idea of balance between the flow and the structure is it's the embracing of both and the resistance to neither. Mm, I love that. I love that. And just doesn't that give you permission just to go with what feels right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's oh. I'm doing my little dance on that one. Yeah, Ooh, she is. I can guarantee one. you she's dancing on the other side of this microphone. <laughs> I love this. Okay, so we've got adventure happening every day, but you also are a business owner, a spiritual teacher. So can you tell us more about, you know, who do you serve? How do you help them? And, and who is your ideal client? Beautiful. Well, let's go into my heart to answer that because that's such a, for me, again, one of the ways that I approach everything, whether it's in my business or or in my life or anything that I'm doing is I focus more on who I'm being in the present moment. And when I do that naturally, whoever is connecting with me does. Now, I know that that sounded like a little bit out there. So let's put this in more practical terms. Who I serve very specifically is whoever happens to match with my frequency at the moment. Okay. Now these could be, these are often people who are very ready to live authentically. Now I know that we uh, talk about the word authentic and, and that's a very big buzzword lately in the, in the marketing structure. But when I'm saying authenticity, I'm talking about this whole discussion you and I have been having between the embracing of both the flow and the structure, people who actually want to be able to live their lives by however that looks to them. And the issue is a lot of people try and find these definitions through copying other people or following certain programs or structures. So the people I work with specifically are people who are ready to actually see their own blueprint and they just need a little bit of guidance, someone who can help them sift through what's BS in their life and what they're actually trying to tell themselves. And this is done on both like a practical level. So when we say practical, we're talking about things like business, things like day-to-day life, things like paying your rent, all the way up to the point of like having too much mental clutter or trying to be centered and focused all the way up to connecting with whatever you feel your higher purpose is. So you could say people who are ready to fully integrate in themselves without compromise. When you were talking about that, there's something that that came up that I'd love to delve into a little bit deeper with you. And I agree with you, authentic and authenticity is a buzzword. I don't I do say it, so, and, I, and for anyone that's listening, go, oh, I've heard her say it. Yes, I have said it, but it's a word that I don't particularly like to use because I feel that the power of the marketing world has taken the power out of that word and they're genuine and all sorts of other words probably better describe the same sort of thing. But would you agree that too many people are trying to build this business that doesn't necessarily fit into the life that they really want to create? And that maybe that focusing on the end goal of what it, what is that perfect lifestyle and trying to reverse engineer that business so that it fits together harmoniously is probably a better way to do it. 
Oh my gosh, Sam. Yes. Thank you for opening up this can of worms. Um, <laughs> it, really, it really is. And let's just take a moment to reflect on this because like you said, so many people, they are again, back to that square and circle peg. They're trying to stuff their lives into this idea of what they think it should be and how they think they can attain it. And somewhere along the lines, they are wringing themselves out spiritually, mentally, emotionally, because they think that they have to push themselves down a path that's not congruent with them. Mm. It's not congruent with them connecting with their family. It's not congruent with the space and the time they require for themselves to do their hobbies or whatever it is that's joyful to them. Because there is this really perfect balance between creating, working, family, personal pursuits that's that can be lived in our lives. But on some level, on some level, we as a large group have bought into this idea that that is a pipe dream unless you have X amount of money. And this is where we have this obsession. And it is an obsession with making X amount of money because we have told and programmed ourselves that when we achieve this place by doing this step, by going through it this route, we can finally be who we are. And that is one of the biggest loads of bull that we have ever served ourselves. Mm. And in saying that, I also believe if people do value their success on making money. So some people are going to go, I'm successful because I've been able to spend a lot of time with my family or I'm successful because I've got my beautiful big house or I'm successful because I've earned X amount of money. I think that really understanding what success means to you is just as important because for someone that wants to make that money, that is still okay. But it is, oh, not, the, it is not the only measure of success. Absolutely. Sam, thank you so much for clearly articulating that because I do want to reiterate money itself is, is so fun, such a beautiful thing. And if you have aspirations for earning money, I would fully encourage anyone who's listening to this to just go for it. But like you put, like you put, it is so important to also be clear to you on what success is, because if success for you, for example, is having a, a a life where you're, where you're able to spend time with your family or, or do this or do that. And perhaps the only route, you know, right now for making a lot of money is to spend a lot of time in your business. Perhaps you'll realize that you're more successful kind of spacing that out a bit and not feeling so bad or self-judgmental like, oh, I did spend time with my family, but I didn't do so much in my business. This is the entrepreneurial dilemma I mm -hmm. see some people mm -hmm. do because they, totally. And the, and the thing is, if you can give yourself permission to have that success with your family, it's no longer a compromise for either side. You're both successful in your business and in your family. You're, you're successful on every single level. Just get really clear and don't compare yourself to what that person is doing or to that person's earnings or to that person's life because you have your own definitions of success. And that's where your freedom is just emerging from on every level. Love that. Totally love that. That was just so beautiful. All right. Let's change, let's change directions a little bit. You mentioned okay. before that you are a, a reformed marketer. 
So there was <laughs> <laughs> at some point you were a marketer and you and you've come into the space that you're in now. Can you take us on the journey of how you have moved from the marketing field into what you're doing now? Just talk us through that journey. How did you come to that point where you were brave enough to go, okay, this is not what I want to do and I want to do something else? What did you personally need to work through? All right, that's a that's a beautiful question. So about around maybe it was 2009, I actually started on my journey. And I started off as a copywriter. And that's when the warrior forum was around. So I was on there. And, you know, from from there, I actually emerged into being a brand specialist. From there, I emerged into doing a lot of overall back end marketing. And so that journey was very fun for a while. And up until about 2000. 15. So up until about last year, I was actually a back-end marketer for a very, very well-known uh, marketer and his team. And somewhere around that time, so it was, very, like I said, it was very fun for me. I was very much enjoying marketing. And then one day, it was almost like a switch. I just didn't enjoy it anymore. And there was that moment of panic when that first happened because you know, I had had so many years of experience in this niche. It paid so well. It was such a, a steady flow. And it was never an issue for me before to be a marketer because I was really enjoying what I was doing. But now that there was a sudden, a, a sudden shift in myself, which I was later able to just attribute to that phase of my life had ended, just like we all have different cycles in our lives that we're sometimes aware of or not. So that phase had ended and I was left with this space of not really knowing what to do with myself at first. And I will say in the beginning, it it was a little uncomfortable because like I said, there's this sunk cost fallacy idea we have like, oh my gosh, I've, you know, done so much here. And what happened was I let myself dream a bit. I really let myself explore I had a little bit of money that had been already saved up and, you know, as a freelancer, as working as a contractor, you always kind of prepare in advance. Mm -hmm. So I let myself really become daring and asked myself, well, if this isn't interesting to me anymore, what do I want to do? And I started just to get to this point in my life where the thought of doing anything else safe to be quite blunt, sounded like death to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sounded like the death of my spirit. I was, I, I, I was so over it, Sam. I really was. And all I could think of is, well, if I'm going to go anyway and start from scratch, I might as well go with something that's wild and inspired to me and fun. And so suddenly at that point, I had felt really inspired to share people uh, this topic about manifesting at the time, because one of my skills all my life has I've, I've always been able to create exactly what I want, whether it's clients. I, I tell the story. I manifested myself a full college scholarship and I was a B student. Mm-hmm. Like I was just, you know, I've manifested myself cars. I've manifested myself uh, clients, everything you could think of. And so I started to teach people that and Quite literally, I just went from, like I said, the marketing space dropped completely out of that and then jumped right into this almost metaphysical self-help kind of focus. Sure. So big difference by 
allowing yourself to dream and tapping into what well, you said fun and joyful, you've been able to manifest the, the values that you were looking for. Exactly. And, you know, it was something that was kind of random because I just dropped everything, put this up, and then the big switch was feeling, was allowing myself to put myself out there because up until that point, I was very self-moderating, you know, talking about marketing stuff. And suddenly I'm turning around writing posts about, you know, transcendence, loving yourself, stuff that could, that could seem very out there Mm -hmm. for some people. And yet it was authentic to me. It is authentic to me. And being able to you know, the biggest thing I want to say here, Sam, because this is coming up really strongly for me, is I stopped caring what people thought. I stopped caring about trying to control situations. And I allowed myself to be who I am fully. And I basically opened myself completely to the universe. I opened my heart. I didn't want to pretend with anyone or anything anymore. I just wanted to be and play and love everyone. And I wanted to live a life in which I could show people I can play and be me. You can play and be you. Your play doesn't have to look like my play, but let's go have fun together. Let's go explore. And in being that, I choose to embody that however it looks talking about self-love. So first I talked manifestation, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I love it still. And I do love manifestation. And then I felt it for me shifted into this radical self-love because that's the foundation for, in my world, manifesting. Because when you love yourself, flaws and all, completely, utterly, and you don't, and you're not spending so much energy trying to fight with yourself in the moment, you get so tuned in, tapped on to the world around you, that magic happens for you. Mm, I can feel that. Absolutely. It's how we've come together from opposite (laughs) sides of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Beautiful. So now this is really interesting to me, doing what you're doing. How important has it been to build your personal brand around being a spiritual teacher? That's a great question. I would say, you know what? And you'd probably see this. And and to any of you listening here, I'm going to go ahead and point this out that you can see it's still a unique challenge for me to try and define myself and what I do. You can see that I still sometimes use these kind of wide ranged words and personal branding in its entirety is being able to paint a picture, paint an image, paint words, and give a very specific touch, taste, sense, smell of who and what a person is and stands for, who and what a business stands for. Mm. And I would agree. I would say that the more I have allowed myself, the more I have allowed this creation of mine to have a certain level of definition, the easier it has been to connect with people to, especially in this place. And when I say this place, I mean, when we're connecting kind of face to face and and talking to each other, it's been so much more clear. Okay. Developing a personal brand. Cause while it was really fun, right. To manifest people out of thin air. And I quite literally mean 
that when I would, you know, draw people to me or who I was looking for, I, I literally would open my heart and people would approach me when I was in line at the airport. People would just meet me off the street, ask me for my card. It was like a magnet. So there wasn't really a mental definition. But coming back to this, having a personal brand in a way that I've been able to both allow it to flow and also have a bit of structure has been immensely valuable for me to create and play with their people. Yeah, because you're per- by creating your personal brand authentically, people understand you're attracting the right people into your world because if they're looking for someone else that doesn't have the same value set as you, then they're not going to, they're not even going to come on your radar. Exactly. So I'm intrigued. Did you find it hard to take your personal journey from Danielle, the marketer to Danielle, the spiritual teacher, or did it just flow? I would say, (laughs) I would say that there was a little bit of the universe uh, helping me out there because with my marketing job, it had been very fun, very fun. And then in the last month, when I was kind of in that place of teetering on it, mm-hmm. suddenly everything, like normally everything's flowing in my life. And then everything about that job started becoming difficult, like mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, I'd be assigned projects and I'd have to take them apart and and there'd be all kinds of hiccups. So it was almost like I was, you know, kind of being told to, to jump off the ladder here. And I would say that for me, it was more immediate. I don't think I'd use the word flowing or difficult. It was just almost like a switch. It was like one moment I was there, the next moment it was done. And I just knew that for me, I would never be going back to that aspect again. Now, not to say that I don't apply my marketing knowledge or I don't apply all these skill sets that I, I've learned, but at this point we have a team. So that's not where my focus is so much anymore. That's really intriguing that you were able to flick the switch that quickly. So building that personal brand, what would you say are the three greatest ways that you've been able to build that? Like the three greatest things for you to build that personal brand? Well, I would say for me, it's getting very, very clear on, like you said, who I want to connect with and what I wanted my message to be. It was, which was, of course, like I said, very interesting for me having this almost bridge between that flow and structure state. Mm. And this is this is why going ahead and, and giving myself the label of spiritual teacher, which is somewhat recent, was such a big jump for me because I felt that it perfectly encapsulated the the connection that I was having when interacting with people in this way. And while it may not be the entire definition, it's a perfect place to start. Yes, being clear with your message and clear with who you want to connect with, allowing yourself to be flexible, Mm. allowing yourself to not get so rigid on your brand that you sell yourself short or you sell yourself out. Mm, I love that. Yeah, that was, you know, it was funny because at one point my brand when I was a when I was a branding consultant was no compromise branding because it was about uh, being congruent with yourself and everything that you were doing. And, you know, there's this tendency we have where we build an image or build things. And of course, we evolve. We evolve as people. Our businesses evolve. And knowing when you knowing when to kind of let go of an old identity and allow it to evolve to this next new layer is so key in branding. And that's 
part of what I said when I started with manifesting, but I've, I've gone ahead and shifted into this radical self love, which is more true and resonant with me and my brand at this now moment. Mm, beautiful. So that, so the second thing is allowing yourself to be flexible and go to where it is that you need to go. What would the third thing be? The third thing would be to have fun. <laughs> oh. Oh, have fun. Have so much fun with your brand. Have so much fun that it becomes the biggest play for you. Some people get so caught up with the brand. Sure, there's the elements of marketing that's like, okay, what's going to attract this and that? And of course, that's very wise things to consider. But then once you have a little bit of that set in, you know, you have a little bit established, let yourself loose. Have so much fun with yourself and your brand that it is bursting from the seams and people cannot help but smile when they see you when they see your stuff you can tell a mile away when something is canned and and kind of fake and like "Eh, you know look at me and when something is just like flying off the wall loving you jumping right in the driver's seat with you going all right where are we going next and that's (laughs) I love that. The passion, the passion, the fun, whatever it is to you, I agree. You know, I'm sure we've all seen speakers walk off the stage and it's like they're a completely different person the second they walk down onto the floor and they don't interact with people and and you're like, wow, that smiley person that was up there all of a sudden is just, you know, stern-faced and (laughs) <laughs> you know, I like to see that that person just being themselves. It's got to be so much easier. <laughs> you know, I want to add one more to that. We're going to we're going to add a fourth dimension to your question here. Be you in your brand. OK, I mean, I know that we've both been kind of like eh, around the word authenticity, mm. but I mean, quite literally be authentic. And, and if that means, you know, oh, no, I might ruffle feathers or that may not be the most popular thing or this or that. Really, I would encourage you to to let yourself be you, because, for example, if you are a stoic person, let yourself be stoic. Don't Mm. pretend that you have to be jumpy and and flappy and happy. There's enough people like that. Maybe someone's really going to connect with your message, with your, you know, the way that you say it, even if you're stoic, even if you're serious, even if you're there, there is a there is a resonance for everyone. So really give yourself permission to be that. And that's going to be so much more energy efficient for you as well, because you don't have to pretend who you're being at any given moment. You know, thank you for actually pulling me up on that one, because you're absolutely right. There's probably a whole heap of people that do connect with those speakers that are very much like that. So thank you for calling me (laughs) on that, because you're right, we do have to just be us and ourselves. And that's, you know, why we're going to connect with different people. So that, that was perfectly said. Thank you, Sam. Thank you so much. Danielle, it has been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. You've added so much value. We did take this conversation definitely down the rabbit hole. I knew that we would after our last conversation. (laughs) What is the best way for my listeners to stay connected with you? Well, the best way would go ahead to go to uh, www.daniellelynn.com. So I'll have all kinds of little... You got your little Facebook and your links and all kinds of fun ways to stay connected. And that's just an easy little hub right there. Absolutely. 
And I believe that you'll be joining us in Santa Monica at the Unlimited Influence Live event on the 2nd and 3rd of November. So that's another way that we can stay connected with you. And absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So looking forward to meeting you in person. I have got a huge hug here waiting for you. It's really big. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, how do we make this happen now? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for everything that we've chatted about today and adding so much value to this episode and I really look forward to meeting you just in a few weeks. Thank you, Sam. I look so forward to meeting you, hugging you and to you listening. If you're there, big hugs for you as well. It is going to be so much fun. Excited to see everyone there. Are you ready to give yourself permission to make money making an impact? Join us in a room full of change makers, inner growth cheerleaders, legacy drivers and inspirational legends and watch your world get extraordinary. November 2 and 3 in Santa Monica. Go to unlimitedinfluencelive.com and reserve your spot now. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Unlimited Influence Podcast. You'll find the show notes over at theaccelerantgroup.com. It's your time to shine.